0: Yes, this is Horns Up. I'm Animesh. And I'm Peter. And today we are spotlighting one of India's brightest extreme acts, Man-Eaten Orchard. Welcome to the podcast, guys. And yes, it's more than one member from the band. So you guys know the drill. Introduce yourselves, please. Maybe alphabetical order.
1: Right, that would be me, I guess. Uh, Hey, guys. uh, Thank you so much for having us. Um, Yeah, I'm uh, Kossal.
0: I um, do vocals for Man Orchid.
2: Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, I'm Vinay, and I handle uh, guitars
0: for my Okay. Welcome, guys. Congratulations on uh, the release of the second full-length Hive Mind, which was released 17 March 2022. Now it's been a few weeks, right, since the release. Right. How how's it going, man? Like like just how are the reviews being? Views, observations, critiques, all pretty much on par with your expectations. I, I don't. I, I guess
1: we don't really have the word expectations in our vocabulary because. Uh... Yeah, I mean, we just do uh, what we do and we just put it out there. And if somebody likes it, you know, that it's great. I mean, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's we're kind of in a weird space. And, it, you know, I, I would say it's kind of like a, a quiet taste or a micro niche or whatever. Or maybe it may, may not be that. But in my mind, at least it's like, you know, we just do it for more of the artistic element, I would say. And uh, yeah, I would pass that on to Vinay to elaborate. maybe.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, obviously when we make the music, we have no expectations just bearing in mind, just fundamentally where we are coming from sound-wise. But having said that, whatever Koshile what has said, well, to add on whatever little review we've got in this little time from Friends, and uh, uh, I think we, we we got from Mathwork Index podcast also, I'd say it's all right. I mean, it's not amazing. And all right is good for us. It's been better than the previous album in this little space of time. So I guess timeline-wise, it, it's probably too close to say anything. But within this time, Great, I'm. I'm happy. Yeah, I
1: think I just uh, spoke too much for the word. I mean, expectations, but uh-huh. yeah, definitely the word. Uh, uh, I guess like what, whatever I've been hearing or whatever I've been seeing on the web. Uh, yeah, it's 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 been pretty positive for the most part. I think uh, yeah. whoever has heard it have good things to say. I mean, I guess it's important for us to reach the right people more than just a mass blast into the yeah. void. You know what I mean? Mm.
3: Mm. You no, know, When you're saying that, right, and in terms of expectations, I don't know why I go back to the memory of watching you guys at control all delete, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and that was something because for context, control all delete is a multi genre, multi stage festival, right? So you can keep going on different stages and get a yeah. sample of music. And for me, I I stayed through the entire set, but just seeing the people that came in and left, and just seeing their kind of reactions <laughs> to the music was something, right?
2: Oh man, it was definitely something. I definitely saw, saw uh, uh, standing on stage, uh, watching quite a few people like you know turn their backs. I was like, mm. okay, not not the best side, but then at the same time, I saw like the small crowd right up in the front losing their shit. So, uh, I mean, I made peace with the fact that that's how it's going to be. And it's huh. totally cool. Uh, like Koshal said, there's no mass and all over here. It's always going to be, I mean, for most of the time, it's going to be the guys who kind of been following us or maybe a couple of bands in that same vicinity, more or less be the same guys. I don't know how easily we generally find like a new audience from whatever personal uh, insight that I could have, whatever experience I've had from like seeing this it's more or less the same kind of people, same friends who are listening to it. I don't know how much of like an increase it has been. But like I said, it's only been two weeks. So hopefully we'll get more, you know, like the perimeter of audience will increase and people yeah. will stay back when you're playing.
1: I just wanted to say to add to, uh, you know, Vinay's uh, observation about that. I mean, recently I was just looking at some statistics uh, about where our, most of our listeners are been. And Surprisingly, uh, on Apple Music, you know, uh, the first like most number of listeners, the country that's listed over there is unit, the United States. And the second number two is India. That's, and I'm just talking about dapping music, but it's a interesting observation that, you know, there are more people listening to us over there than here.
0: It's not a surprising thing because ahem, I'm pulling back the curtains here for Sub listeners. Most of our listeners are in the United States too, not yeah. in India.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: well, I
3: was also <laughs> going to attribute it to the subject matter. I mean, maybe yeah, of course. Of people in the States can relate a lot more to what you're writing and uh, can talk about it, I think, more openly compared to India. I don't know. Is, is mm. that something you've thought about?
2: I mean, I don't know if we ever going to think about where it's going to go. To be very honest, uh, no. Uh, obviously, abroad, uh, US has like a... Fairly strong underground scene, at least closely associated with with this sound, if not the exact same thing. Uh, so yeah, I mean, in a way, I guess it is not surprising that you know more people are from there than they are from from here. I I truly can't name, and I'm not even boasting. I can't name like even like three to four other bands when we go on whenever we have to like supposedly supposedly have like a gig and hey who'll fit this bill. We are always like who who do we put?
0: Yeah played like the weirdest bits i mean the, the shit right in the best way <laughs> no i mean even no even the it's gigs safe. that they've played recently or whatever by recently i mean whatever you guys played over the last 3 to 4 years mm. it's always been the the alternate extreme scene bands that have been playing with you guys right like mm. everybody from a pacifist to a, a false flag uh, the the right should have been there, but whatever we that yeah. didn't end up happening. But it's so weird for these kind of bands to come together. It's great. Don't don't get me wrong. It's yeah. great, Absolutely. the fact that we have such a uh, varied lineup. But doesn't, there doesn't that doesn't seem to be an acceptance for this kind of music at large. Like how conventional metal is accepted in India, at least well, sure. that I find to be weird.
1: Yeah, that's a quite an interesting observation. You're right that, uh, yeah, we, we were uh, playing a show, uh, I think it was a series of gigs. It was Pacifist, Dirge, uh, False Flag, and orchid uh, in two cities. And uh, I think Pacifist and Dirge went on to play another show in another city. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one show that we didn't play, but uh, but yeah, that was that was really great, man. I mean, it was it felt like a mini, mini sub-scene, sub-niche, I don't know what to call it, but exactly. you know, it's it a very special one-off thing that happened. Uh, and yeah, it was uh, great. And, I, and and yeah, apart from those kind of bands, we also, you know, we've also played with other bands as well. Like, for example, Plague Throat, you know, we, it's just been crazy that wherever we play, I mean, Plague Throat is also playing the same show. So, you, you know, there's, there's there's been another side of that where we okay, there is like this band that I, I remember playing with them at least three or four times, maybe, maybe three times. Yeah, four so would be. Overstating it, but uh, yeah, probably three times we we'll definitely played together. Uh, you know, the re- most recent show we've done is with like again chaos and like XDB Tech. So I also like to play with grindcore bands. I don't know, there is some some level of this outsider feeling that you're somewhat of an outsider, right? Like
0: it's uh, yeah. like at
1: least bands like grind because they're not exactly metal, right? It's you
0: got exactly yeah you know,
1: you've got that element over there. So yeah, I like to play play with grind bands as well. Yeah.
0: Okay. So considering how India is at the moment and things are opening up, et cetera, is there a live element to your post-release plans?
1: Yes. uh, Yeah. Yeah. We are planning something, uh, but yeah, we just want to be ready. I mean, we just want to make sure everything's like finalized and in place before we announce the show, but there is definitely, uh, you know, some, we're planning at least one or two live shows. So yeah, I, I see that happening maybe like in another month and a half, two months, maybe. Or, or less of yeah. And I'm
3: just saying, I've recently read or come across a few new venues in Mumbai. I don't know how metal friendly they are, but uh, and, just let it. And again, man, this
0: out. isn't a conventional metal
3: band. Yeah, true. Actually, that's true. That and,
1: and it's funny. It's funny because every time there's a new metal venue, the first thing that people like us ask ourselves is, is it heavy music friendly? Is it metal friendly? Is it like you know? Uh, yeah for us it's like a whole different thing there's like a sub filter when it comes to okay if, if you don't know whether you need to be happy or sad about a new metal you <laughs> opening up because <laughs> you never know
3: but, but here's the thing right and I want to kind of dive into Hive Mind and you know the, the album is such a variety of sounds so literally for you you guys could send like one song saying that hey, this is what our sound is like actually but show playing like the other part of the album
2: yeah i mean absolutely absolutely that that totally works i i i hear exactly what you're saying yeah we can sell ourselves as different like guys for different like posters bills whatever like here here's a small song it has, like,
0: a long, like, really fucked up sound. Uh, oh, and by and, the way, now we use harmoniums too. Oh, uh, yeah, so.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah.
3: but But tell us about that. I mean, like, I mean, you, you did uh, mention, and I'm quoting you on that, where you saw Kaushal saying, like, a lot of the, this music is, like, artistic for you all. Uh, at, at any point, does it cross your mind that, okay, how is this music going to be perceived? Or you're like, you know what? We're just making it because we want to make it and that's it.
2: I, I can just, I'll just say it from like, uh, when literally like a riff gets or an idea gets generated, I'm just like super excited for the music. That, that's all it is. Of course, once the whole thing is done and you have a slightly bigger picture, you're like, oh man, I wonder, you know, how people will perceive it. You want to compare the previous album and all of that. But at the time, like the music is being made, it's its intrinsically a selfish satisfaction that's all it is because once it gets done no it's it's going to be about the others once you Mm. show it literally to like if I take it out of my system and I just send these guys the demo and say hey man check this out it's not mine alone anymore I look at it like that it gets shared so it's already not uh, private I guess it's private within the band sure but once it gets recorded by the time it gets recorded kind of move on from personal as, artistic, like contentment and expression and all of that too. Oh man, I wonder what people think of it. So there's definitely that. Uh, but I think that comes into my mind only when kind of, you know, there's like a, a decent summation of like 30, 33 minutes of music or some kind of a story to tell. Mm-hmm. But at the time of composition, at the time of writing, when you're in the middle of it, all I, I want to do is satisfy my own year, right? Of course, I'm considering the other three pairs of years within the back, of course. Uh, but the band's years that that's all I'm, I'm looking for. Hey, is this something that we can do? Uh, is this exciting for us to play? Is this fun? I mean, it's, it's got to be fun. If it's not, Hey, I'm not doing
0: this. Mm, okay. Interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you guys to build on that thought a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and this is a question which is meant for the both of you, but I think it warrants for individual answers. So when I, since you were talking, let's first have you answer this. Okay. Um, what is that man eating orchid filter for you like what is that uh, what is the level that a riff or something needs to reach uh, for it to hit that button that you just mentioned and become like acha now this is something that will fit and this is something that not only satisfies me but can be shared with the others can you try and articulate it for us it's a very tough question to answer
2: yeah i mean i i i may or may not have to get unnecessarily nerdy on this. No, please uh, do.
0: Okay. I think that'll be fascinating. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, sure. I mean, my personal favorite is like, a, I mean, uh, I'm trying to find when I write something or even when I listen to something, uh, I'm trying to find something that has some sort of a groove, minimum, and like a really good note choice. Now, what is good note choice for me in my years? It just like, it's just got wonky over the years from all the kinds of bands I've been listening, but the ideal thing would be like a really good, like no choice and something that can, and hopefully we can find a nice groovy way to phrase it. Uh, mm-hmm. That's going into the system. Now that is, that's the day of me, hey, recording it and me like, oh man, what if you come up with you're like, this, this? This is awesome. And next day it's going to the recycle bin and it's like, hey, what were what you even excited about? This sounds like everything else.
1: The other the other part also is uh, you know um, you know we we have even though we we, we all listen to like pretty diverse uh, I mean all of our tastes are like pretty different I mean I guess like that's there in every band uh, but again even in I mean same here in our band as well we have those diverse tastes and there is a sort of a band diagram where you know that little area where all of our influences meet and those influences are uh again, uh, it's a pretty weird range of music, man. I mean, anywhere from like, you know, really old prog rock, psychedelic kind of proggy rock to, um, you know, death metal to grandcore. Uh, it's it's a big spectrum. Uh, and there are, I mean, it, at least like within the band, we've sort of like learned to identify, you know, what the other person would like in the context of the band. So you know there's a lot of music that gets shared and a lot of shaping of uh, this uh, mono brain um, influence I guess you know for the you know uh, within the context of the band yeah. we don't like have a, obviously like a conscious idea I mean it's like more of a subconscious leaning that you automatically mm. when you're listening to a certain sort of music so that, I guess that also plays a role in how uh, as you, I mean your question was like you know when do you decide this riff is sort of like Uh, good for the band so yeah i mean there is that lens as well
0: Mm, okay um one more question to just just continue this thought um now koshal you mentioned the venn diagram and that's a really good uh, analogy as such is there and this is like this may be interpreted as a weird way to talk about the band's influences but that's not really where i'm coming from is there like a perfect sounding piece of music or something that would be the perfect embodiment of, of what man eating orchid aims to be. Maybe this is a question that will get answered on your fourth album, fifth album, sixth album, when you'll finally arrive at holy shit. This is, this is what man, man, eating orchid was always meant to deliver. And now we've delivered it. Now we don't need to deliver anything else. Are you guys aspiring for something like that or, is it just every album, let, let every album, let every song just be a product of that particular time. And that's what you guys want to do.
1: Yes. I think it's the latter one. It's, uh, I, I guess, I don't really think we have thought of, yeah, like, you know, uh, maybe when we reach or release this particular record, that sounds a particular way. I don't think we have something like that in our uh, roadmap per se. I think it's uh, a product of time. Um, at least in my mind, um, I, I mean, I guess I'll I'll, I'll let Vinay also elaborate on that.
2: Sure. I mean, I don't know if there's like one perfect sound or album that we're chasing. Every album, obviously I'm looking at it as some sort of a timestamp for that phase or that whatever, that period in life. And that will show at that point whatever we were listening to or it basically shows us in, in that light at that period of time. Uh, whether we want to put out at the end of fifth album and say, "Hey, this is as and we finally release," I don't think so. We're just gonna take one album or whatever, one piece or one release uh, as as it is. And at that point, whatever feels good is good. Retrospect, uh, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I won't like High Mind a year from now. Uh, maybe I'll dig the shit out of it. I don't know. But that's not what we're gonna look at. I mean, the aims to be as real and honest at that point of time, right? Uh, and whatever happens with it via drums, bass, guitar, vocals, harmony, I don't know, whatever profession, that's gonna end up being the sound that the album uh, has. Right. Uh, okay. And if you if you want like a sorry, if you want like some like a like one perfect thing, I don't think that'll be possible. It'd be some i'm we are all we're just gonna end up listing like a bunch of bands. And some amalgamation of those bands will end up being a song, which is pretty which much is the case said, with
0: everyone. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I said this wasn't a question to ask about your influences and something okay. like that, as such. No, but this is an interesting answer because it allows me to ask you then um, do you guys think you've evolved, and I'm using that word in particular, evolved uh, on Hive Mind? And if so, what has that evolution been like? Essentially, this is another way of asking you what really has Hivemind taught you guys about yourselves and how challenging has it been? Yes,
1: uh, we have definitely evolved. I guess the band was founded in uh, 2011. Um, so we released our first EP in 2016. Uh, there was a, uh, I mean, I guess it took a while for that first EP to be released, uh, but yeah, we, we were just glad at that point of time that it was out of the way. You know, it was like something that we wanted to do had had been wanting to do for a long time. Um, now, the second album, Miasma, is uh, where we aim to sort of, uh, I guess, like establish this sound. I mean, uh, but I think we, I think Hive Mind really uh, does it in terms of. I guess it's I guess it's a I, I don't know I mean. I mean I guess everybody says that about their new release and new album but uh
3: heaviest the loudest <laughs> the fastest. best fastest
1: the heaviest fastest heaviest.
3: fastest the heaviest fast
1: right 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 yeah <laughs> that's definitely there right yeah it's, uh, I mean I'm not saying fastest are heaviest but it's definitely some of our best work that that I will say uh, we've kind of like uh I guess with every album we've sort of like incorporated uh different styles within, you know, uh, within our sound for us. I mean, for Hive Mind was, uh, at least in terms of songwriting, it was a step up. At least that's what I uh, think. And uh, yeah, I I and you what do you think?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, evolution wise, I don't know how much, like within the band, sure. Uh, uh, I guess each album, if you can take, it's gotten little more experimental. We've pushed Personally, we've pushed boundaries with what and all we can do in terms of sound, in terms of other instruments we can use. That's surely a personal evolution within the band for the band for the period of time it's been around. Now, if some other new guy who's listened to like a bunch of bands listened to our last album, it might not seem like an evolution because it might sound like something that's already out there, right? Mm-hmm. So within the band, sure, it's definitely evolved and I'm very proud of whatever we put out. It's definitely our best work. There's definitely a different kind of an, I mean, uh, learning or evolution in terms of songwriting. That was the biggest change on this album. The process, how the song was written, Simpl- mm. like COVID simply made us write, made us work in a different way. So, in short, I figured out drum programming during COVID. Game changer. You, till then, wow. we had like a, we had like a couple of songs. The, f- the first couple of songs are oldies on the album, which has been around for a couple of years. After that, the next eight songs got written in the three months of me being frustrated in it got because i figured out drum program it Uh was that i never suspected it but it happened you know so that way it's it is an evolution for me per se because the process itself was different we are used to meeting once a weekend jamming out riffs sure maybe i was still coming up with, with bits here and there but it was still like banging out riffs over and over here there was nothing. I was like, hey man, just put part after part of the part of the part. And I used to send them a song. I was like here's another song. Here's another song. And at the end of it, i was like, oh, here's like 30 odd minutes. Maybe this can be something. And then it was, I mean, kind of worked out. So, wait, so that a... way the process has evolved. Sorry, sorry. Because...
1: Also, also to add to that, uh... <coughs> Yeah, we, we are a band that writes mostly in uh, the rehearsal room. Like, you know, we're, we're a band that writes mostly in the rehearsal room. And uh, also one more uh, interesting thing that I uh, want to add to what whenever was saying is, you know, we you know the band was formed in 2011 and we've managed to jam almost almost every Sunday, like regularly. Like, so for us, it was like, we just wanted to have that. And even if something's happening or not happening, we've almost managed to, so if everybody's free on a Sunday, we, we just have those jams like every single Sunday. So yeah, I guess COVID put a stop to that for a little while. But yeah, we, we, we got uh, back at it. And also on top of that, the thing is uh, we we all knew each other from you know when we were in our teens, I guess, like late teens. And we've all like, you know, we were kids then. And we kind of literally grew up with each other in terms of, you know, becoming better musicians and, you know, right. Like just getting better over time. And we've seen, seen each other Sort of like level up or whatever, but yeah, like I thought that would be another interesting tidbit.
3: But but I wanted to hear from you, Kaushal because when I'm looking at the album credits, right, the vocals and bass are recorded at Man Eating Cave. So did yeah. you also figure out to record yourself? Like how Vinay figured out drum programming? What was that like?
1: uh
2: no no no, Man Eating. So Man Eating Cave is basically in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Have yes. We can't just say Kaushal's house or my house. It has to be a studio or a cave or a den, some primitive place that <laughs> no one can find. I mean, it's a very nice place, but on Bandcamp, it has to look like, look at this fuck the place we record. It's just a funny thought, right? Because when you're thinking cave, same like Colin Martins, cave, cave. Yeah, I'm thinking, oh, the fuck, this is a cave. The fucking <laughs> den. This is where we're recording music. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I people watching. might take it literally. Man, you never know.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a cooler
1: name, you know. It's a cooler name to have on the credits. Yeah, a better. But yeah, I did not. Uh, yeah, but I did, I did not uh, record myself. I think for vocals, I think it just helps to have somebody who can just record it. Uh, I think it gets a little difficult when you're like you're facing the booth or you're standing. I guess it's it, get, it can get a little more difficult than probably like recording your your own guitar parts or bass parts because you're like sitting right in front, right and uh, yeah i i think I, I i i do want to do that sometime in the future but no for this album you know i just preferred having somebody uh to so yeah we had like Apoor uh yeah you know from pacifist uh, we had him over for about uh, 10 days and you know so basically he served as a producer and mix engineer on the album and uh, yeah so he was here for about 10 days and knocked it out like we knocked out most of the recording started with drums and bass and vocals so yeah it was it was, it was great man he's a He's such a great person to work with. And um, yeah, I, I, I think he was just right for us. He just understands mm-hmm. our music. Uh, so it was, yeah, everything was like super efficient, you know, and yeah, it was a, it was a fun process. So yeah, I guess like the manating market, uh, the manating cave that you see on the album, credits, yeah, it's, you know, Apoor for helping us out a lot in my okay. house. Shout out to Apoor, by
2: the way. What a chat.
0: Yeah. Like a shout out to Apoor heavily because he's one of the brightest people in the scene at the moment. And um, I mean, at the moment, he just seems to be the guy to go to for if you're if you're looking for this kind of an alternative extreme kind of a sound. Um, almost, and this is like very high praise, and I think he will never accept it, but he's almost like the Kurt Baloo of the Indian scene <laughs> at the moment. <laughs>
2: Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, totally absolutely, dude, absolutely. And his like the guy is just so like his ear is with.
0: great for this kind of a sound.
2: Absolutely, so hundred percent, hundred percent. Just technically, sure, but no doubts, no doubts. It's just very comfortable to have him there. And if like that at, at uh, whatever at, at what's that uh, at the control room, yeah, like it's in safe hands. We fully trust. Him. That's what we want. You know? Exactly. We want, yeah, we yeah. fully have that faith. And apart from that, just generally, just hanging around, just getting the band, getting the sound, so easy, so easy. It just puts another layer of comfort. So you just feel more confident going in recording. Uh, I don't know. It just makes it, it makes the whole process a little more uh, less stuffy or less uh, claustrophobic. There's no time pressure. There's no person. There is not giving you looks when something doesn't go through. All those tiny things, body language, and all matters. And he's, and. Such a chiller.
0: dude. Yeah, he makes yeah. you feel at ease. He makes, he also Absolutely. like one of the things he does really well is makes you feel that you're in control. <laughs> oh man, is that some reverse psychology shit? I don't know, sounds, but he does that, sick. and it and it does and he does that really well. Like he he, he, he pull out that performance from you for
1: sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, he also served as a mix engineer on our uh, previous album, Miyaz. Man. Uh-huh. Yeah, but this time we got him down, you know, from Bombay. And so it was, it was, it was great. Yeah. He really knocked it out of the park for this one.
0: Hmm. So here's a question for you when you mentioned, uh, the whole, like, because, because of how reality demanded it, you guys ended up writing this album in a new manner, um, henceforth, is there already a thought as to man from now on man-eating orchid has to be written in this way or, or will it go like, no, man, I didn't really Like it's better to have everyone here and jam out everything. And that's the way to write. Is there an answer for that at the moment? Have you chosen already?
2: uh, uh, No, not really. See, I'm just going to keep writing music regardless of what the circumstances. If the circumstance allows for us to jam and we all get to get in a room and practice, that's going to happen. At the same time, whatever, if there's another lockdown, or if everyone's tied up, and we're not able to meet for whatever reason, I'm just gonna continue doing the programming thing. So it, it, it truly, I mean, so the good thing is it, for, for me, it doesn't, I don't have to wait anymore. Before it was that sort of a thing. So now it's like, it, stuff gets written. How good or bad, sure. Most of the time it's trash, it's, it's gonna work. But that just that little bit of that catharsis that happens from recording a riff or just playing that's constantly going to happen. I'm, I don't think it's wise to just choose and say, hey, we'll do this way, we'll do that way. Because just generally times are changing so fast. I don't know how your decision might just... Uh, I mean, lots of stuff around will affect the decision you make. So it's best, I think, you, come, you have something which is a little more uh, uh, flexible, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, to answer your question, no, I don't have any such thing in mind. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, programming is, is, I mean, sitting and working at home is what makes makes it tick. Sure, I'll do it. If I get to play with, with the drummer every weekend with the band, let's say, sure, we'll do that also. We'll mix it if, if required. I mean, I mean, who cares? It's perfectly cool. All of it works, right? the music churns out at the end of the day, and I'm so happy. For it. So.
3: I hate to bring this analogy, but this is exactly like you know you're talking about how the whole work from home culture happened, right? (laughs) There was a time because I worked in marketing and advertising, you have this thing where how can work be done from home? You have to be in an office, you have to be sitting in there, punch in, punch out, and then the moment everything went into lockdown and people could work from home. I'm one of those guys I have to admit I don't want to work out of an office it's like <laughs> completely
1: like, tell me about it yeah. I, so, but, but also but, but the thing is, the difference is uh, when, when it comes to music it's more fun in the room for sure oh yeah, yeah. and it's, it's not work.
0: when it comes to when it comes to anything I've realized this right? if it comes to creative collaboration exactly it's best to do brainstorming in in like face- to face because that kind of rapping as such, that energy. Yeah, that energy. You need that. Like, at least I need it. I'm, I can't, you, you can't brainstorm over a Zoom call, man. It's too, <laughs> it's too cold. Hey, yeah. for sure, for
3: sure. especially with videos of huh?
0: <laughs> oh man with videos of then it's then it's yeah and you okay. might as well pick up a landline and start
2: playing riffs for each other no? like exactly yeah
0: might as well start looking at a mirror and talking to yourself <laughs> and figuring out if an idea is actually worth it or not <laughs> <laughs> that would be the next evolution oh, man. of it oh man that would be very sad sounds very sad Unless you're yeah. like some
2: solo singer songwriter and you're psyching yourself up every day, man, I can do this <laughs> and I can complete it. Sure. If you are playing with other people, that's so sad. That's so sad. <laughs>
3: All right.
1: I, I'm just glad we're kind of like getting out of that phase now. You know, bands are yeah. back in the rehearsal rooms, bands are back to I guess starting to play shows. So yeah, but it's also like crazy because the fact that there might be another pandemic has become so normalized right now i mean like okay two years down the line i mean what to say that's not they're not going to yeah. be yeah you know?
0: humanity has learned now how to survive a pandemic in this day and age and it's great that we've reached this day and age where we can easily survive it as long as we have electricity and the internet absolutely. <laughs> yeah absolutely there's a pandemic
2: season and there's a season where you do all of your yearly work <laughs> so you kind of get to stuff it right you have six, like let's say nine out of uh, uh, 12 months in a year is like to work three months everyone's like focused to the pandemic and everyone just goes into some sort of a hyper. exactly
0: yeah <laughs> it's right. like a
2: three month of creative spirit so at that time the whole world churns out albums the rest of the time <laughs> there's no art being made I'm
0: the rest talking- of the time there are podcasts to make for people listening <laughs> to those albums
2: nine months of promo and then three months of like like a bunch of art like band cap just gets flushed because it, there's just way too much music coming with
0: So let's do that right now. Then let's, let's play a song. (laughs) Let's play a song. Uh, which song is the best song? Uh, not the best song. Okay. Which song would you, uh, pick to introduce somebody who's never heard this album before? Um, yeah. And why that particular song?
1: So I, I mean, I would name a song that we haven't released a, I don't know, music video for, or haven't a visualizer for. So we put out a song called double crosser, put out a song called cover up and, uh, uh, oh, an of nomination yeah but I, I think right now the good song to play would be you know a cult of uh, personality I think for me, I think it's a good song that sort of represents represents where we are at this point of time and also a, sort of a good sampler from the album yeah full uh,
0: disclosure I when I noticed that title I immediately thought, oh my god, is this a cover of the living Person- of, of uh, living color song? I have no Kano? idea
1: who this band is, you know, even, <laughs> even, even Index when they were talking on the uh, podcast about it, you know, they, they were saying the same thing that, uh, oh, it's, uh, you know, even they have the same song, oh, these guys, you, you know, and it's funny because like, you know, on the same podcast, we were on an earlier episode, uh, you know, our name, Orchid, you know, there's another like, couple of other bands whose name is also Orchid, I mean, not, not two, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing there are more, but <laughs> but yeah, it was funny to uh, hear them point that out as well. But like, honestly, full disclosure, I have no idea uh, about these guys. And in fact, when we named the uh, band, we did not know about the other orchids. So if we had known, we wouldn't have named it the same thing. But yeah, I just want to put that out there as well. And uh, yeah, same, same the case that. with cult of personality also.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all right, let's solve one puzzle right now. Here is Man Eating Orchids, cult of personality. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the name change too.
3: Before we talked about uh, Cult of Personality and played the track, you were telling us about Orchid and the whole thing. So I'm guessing that was the reason why the shift between Orchid and man-eating Orchid. Now, we talked about brainstorm. What is the brainstorm within the band, right? That, oh my God, now there are like five different Orchids, how do we change our name and why just like add man-eating to it? I'm very curious to know.
1: Okay, uh, it's very simple. Our, our uh, Gmail was managing Orchid, and uh, yeah, we, I, there was at some point after Miasma, we were like thinking, okay, we definitely need to probably like look for a different moniker just to uh, you know differentiate ourselves and uh, you know be more like like distinctly. Obviously, the names would be different, so we need you needed to add something or delete something, and then we only have one word, and uh, yeah, so that uh, Gmail was gmail.com. So uh, it it kind of stuck, and uh, yeah, we just renamed the band. Some point after Miasma released.
0: Stupid and, question. You know, obviously, and
1: obviously it's more uh, searchable and more Google friendly. So yeah.
0: Stupid question. Do you did you guys mean man eating orchid or man eating orchid? Like uh, a person who <laughs> likes to eat an orchid or an orchid that yeah. eats oh. men. I understand that question and
1: I'm in the, I'm in the man-eating man-eating as one word, like you're like a man-eating tiger.
0: Huh. So an so orchid, a, an orchid who eats. Yes. Men. Yeah.
2: yeah. Also, I'd like to add another like really funny thing we <laughs> read on uh, one of these uh, comments. Uh, I think on toilet of health, the reason we also, I think we thought a little harder because all these, I think there were like these very, uh, Hardcore fans of this one old uh, orchid, and one of the comments that read was "Death to False Orchid." I'm like, yeah. shit! Now we That's have to change band name. I don't want to die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I help. When we got a death threat, I think yeah, maybe we like, okay, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's trying to change the band name. Now.
3: No. <laughs> so sorry, but I have to at this point add this story, right? And uh, since y'all are from Bangalore, y'all are familiar with the band Mind Snail. Yes, and- uh-huh. Yeah, they they had a similar problem, right? Where there was a M-I-N-D. I-N-D, nightmare. yes,
2: and yes. this
3: is back in the days, right? So they actually got like a death threat from
1: the original Mind Snap saying you better <laughs> change. Yeah, that's what I've read, or at least I. Yeah, that's no. more. That's even more badass, man. At least we got a death threat from a. <laughs> like a random dude on the internet. I mean, if the guy from the band is sending you a death threat, that's like <laughs> So that's why it became mynd. Ynd,
2: and strange, so eh? mine. The i one was when KP was just. It was literally his demo, right? That it yeah. was only him at that point. So somebody's <laughs> figured this one guy uh, at that time when there was not so much internet <laughs> and has reached him. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. give him a death threat. Is- this is commitment. Hey,
0: <laughs> knowing the Bangalore <laughs> scene. <laughs> It's, oh. it's 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 possible. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: but to be fair, the guy.
0: I'm going to be getting that now. Now. <laughs> Change <laughs> your podcast name, Animesh. Already. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, this one specifically for uh, Kaushal. You now, Kaushal, this is this is like while while prepping for this episode, I was trying to think of how many times you've appeared on the podcast already. And I think you're, you're the first musician that's been on Hornsup thrice now so far. And each time it's been with a different outfit. Okay. So how do you differentiate your approach for each outfit? And specifically, specifically since we're talking man-eating orchid, what's the thought mentality or mind space you have to put yourself into for man-eating orchid does, do you, do you like differentiate in that way? Yeah, interesting question,
1: man. So uh, I would say like I'm, um, I, I guess more or less me when it comes to managing Orchid is because like it's a band that I started out in. Uh, so it was my, like, I guess like first serious band, you know, when was me, uh, myself, Vinay, uh, and uh, Rahil Ahmed on bass and Mayur Nanda on drums. So the lineup's been unchanged for the last 10 years. And so like, I guess like that sort of like is... Uh, my sort of foundation for, uh, you know, where I am most of the time mentally, right? Like it's, that's, I guess like that's my base, uh, baseline. Mm-hmm.
0: So this is the but most, it, so like, this is the most unfiltered version of you. I mean, kind of,
1: kind of, I mean, sort of, you could, you could say that, uh, it's because, yeah, as I said, you know, it's, it, I've spent the most, not, most amount of time playing for a band, uh, you know, with managing Orchid and, uh, yeah, I, I guess it's more or less a more, more or less natural territory uh, to me and um, yeah I guess it, it really depends on the genre of the band so yeah I mean I guess I guess it's a subconscious switch that happens when I appear with the other bands but yeah it's not 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 something that I like Be like okay th- this band I have to speak this way or you know be this way uh, but yeah it's more of a even with the other even with the other bands, it's more like a natural subconscious switch yeah
0: has it ever happened that while you're with the other bands and you and you go like holy shit this is actually better for a man-eating orchid song? Oh, not really. <laughs> I mean, because I I look at I look at it uh, because in I guess
1: in metal we have more of a uh, you know we think a lot about. Mm, you know, niche things when it comes, to, I mean, we're, we're a fucking nerd when it comes to subgenres, right? Like, we, yeah, we, we, we talk about metal, it's not just metal, we're talking about death metal or thrash metal or black metal or whatever it may be, even, even you know, black thrash, black death, uh, war, I mean, you can just like go on. So, when you're playing with a third particular band, you're doing, you're trying to do things for that particular uh, genre, subgenre, you know, so, I, I mean, I don't know if you're getting what I'm trying to say, but uh, yeah, so there's never that, okay, this should, this would work for this band. I mean, I don't think it would like in, in the first place, because I think when you're playing in a like black trash band, what might work in that might not necessarily work for a stone and death metal. I mean, stone and death band. I mean, you know, death, doom or whatever, you know what I mean? Right. So
0: I get what you're saying. Uh, however, I, and while you were saying this, I I had like a different way of looking at this. Is it weird for a band which is as proggy as man-eating Orchid to pigeonhole itself into a sound?
2: Yeah, I mean, it is. I think when you say, when you put the term progressive, it it already, of course, there's some tropes that come with the term progressive, Uh, sure. Yeah, We'll uh, all buddy. be judging
0: you like cr- cr- crossed arms, etc. Y- yeah, 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 I
3: can already see a John Petrucci. So, the very fact that you have like short hair is like, oh my god, oh frog. man,
2: <laughs> hey, <laughs> you're teasing my hair loss. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> oh, uh, sorry, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, 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 sorry, uh, no, I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, I think it's weird to pigeonhole pretty much any, any band. Uh, into whatever sound however whatever the uh, label is it's sure it's progressive in the sense that we are trying to uh, evolve and expand the sound within whatever we think we can do and what we have access to but otherwise sound wise uh, it'll be tough i mean if you take just between the three releases we've put i don't know how much and what you'll pigeonhole into what it's going to be fairly difficult and within the album and ep each song itself is going to be fairly tricky like you were saying you you can we can literally like cheat between organizers and send different songs and say, hey, this song is this, <laughs> this song is that. You can put us on a heavy metal bill and a grind bill and a pacifist bill. All this can happen. So uh, it, it, I don't know if it's a good or bad. It probably won't do justice pigeonholing. You know? And it's good answer. for like, yeah. it's, it's good for marketing. Sure, if you send, if you want to get like some businessy work done, you're writing a record label. Sure, you can put that on your uh, Gmail in caps on the subject line. Amazing. Uh, but if you're true, if you truly want the full experience, there's no, nothing will work better than you running through the music firsthand.
0: First, I'll come in. I have uh, something mm-hmm. to add to that. Yeah.
1: So as when I said, yeah, it, it help definitely helps when it comes to like sort of like you know if you're sending a mail or something that's that's fine. But we don't we don't want to be that we don't we no, I don't want to point fingers, but we don't want to be gimmicky where we put uh, mm-hmm. put it it's, as a. Use it as a gimmick to like get you know so, clickbaity click thing you know to get uh, clicks online. I mean we are not a band that tries for virality. You know we 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 don't want to be viral overnight. You know there is sort of some sort of an idea behind the band, and you know for us it's more important to have artistic integrity than uh, you know just become viral overnight. So yeah,
3: I I had a good idea for you all, and considering but. Kaushal also works in marketing, uh, oh, have you all man. heard of uh, Party Cannon?
1: No? Oh yeah, man! I've heard uh party can. and They're a European uh, slam death metal band, right? Like,
3: yeah, and they yeah. do the logo in multicolors. So because yeah. of that, they just stand out always. <laughs> yeah, but,
1: but that, that's the kind of. Yo, stuff- oh yeah, dude. Oh, oh, this is so funny because I've seen posters where it's like all of these like really crazy, like uh, you know, extreme looking. You know, you know how uh, yeah. brutal death and like slam death metal bands logos are. So everybody's got this like this branch branch kind of like you know roots. Root type logo. And, and then this party Karen is like a really happy font. Line. <laughs> it's like, it's, a, it's an anomaly on that poster. But but it's great. It works for them. Uh, yeah, I think they that's sort of like cracked uh, at least one part of standing out on the poster. I
2: mean, yeah, it, definitely. Like, that they worked have. it. I mean, they're winning that poster. Hey, Yeah. Only yeah. yeah. won that poster.
3: And the reason why I said it is because I just saw one poster like yesterday or day before like that. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> i just going back to our conversation
1: that we had. With it's a, the- I mean, the poster is a meme by itself. You know, you don't even, yeah. <laughs> you don't even need to, uh, yeah, say anything. It's, you just take that, share it, you know, you just put it out there. I mean, it's like a joke by itself. Like, it's, 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 I mean, it, it's, it's fun. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't have any issues with bangs who do that. I mean, it's great for them. It's, uh, you know, they're standing out on the poster. So, that's what they're going for so yeah great good for them but i, I was also especially like, like you know talking more about um using genre bait clicks or whatever i mean even when i sort of like you know put when you know in our social handles or whatever i I quite don't know what what i should uh put you know like a lot of bands when they share their music they'll be like okay year of release okay genre you know death metal and me like i Every time I put that or something, I'm like, I'm thinking, okay, this is what it should be, man. Like, So, yeah, I think I, I just try to say heavy prog. Uh, and there's also like the, I mean, these days later on during, I mean, later on in our sort of 10 year, 11 year career, uh, the mathcore tag was also sort of there. But yeah, I would say we're more of a prog band uh, and uh with with a lot of I mean what you would now call mathcore I guess like you know we just happen to share some uh, sonic elements but yeah I, I I see ourselves primarily more as a you know heavy extreme prog band okay
0: I think so, math core has become a stoop, like it's I'm sorry to say this but it's become a stereotype for people who don't play in four x four that's about <laughs> it.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean that pretty much. That that's one main diagram with that and the uh, Dream Theater SQ Prog, No, that's what <laughs> yeah. you think Prog was. But yeah, none but of us are big the prog. number of bands that even use the term Prog in front of their title. Uh, it, it's crazy. It's insane. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. None so, of us are also. big fans of Dream Theater. Also, just wanted to put that out. There. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> but you know what let's like we've talked quite a bit but i want to dive into like the lyrics of, of the album right and actually that's where i was kind of alluding to in the start where we like if you look at just the topics that are covered in there right i mean we played uh, cult of personality and a lot of names come to mind but right. more m- more likely you hear a, we can say the names which are us based or <laughs> european based than uh, hmm. indian but right. it, uh, what was that like? I mean, just in terms of lyrics in there, because that's where, at least compared to the other two bands that you're part of or were part of, uh, at least one of them, uh, Kaushal, that's where I could see at least the differentiating factor between uh, Mannequin Orchid and the others, right? Is when it comes down to the lyrics. So, <laughs> what, what was the approach this time around? I mean,
1: um, so yeah. I guess for managing orchid, uh, it just makes sense for us, uh, you know, more to like talk about just issues that we're like sick of, generally. Uh, you know, yeah, like you go go to a rehearsal room and like you know, sometimes on some sometimes the first thing you say is man, the fucking traffic was horrible today or something like. That. So yeah, we just try to keep it a, a little more real in uh, in managing orchid. You know, it's just stuff that irritates us and uh, annoys us and yeah i i guess it's 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 just a very natural way to i just naturally for way for me to like write these lyrics and uh i think that it sort of like continues from miasma as well if you look at miasma's lyrics even that dealt with a lot of uh socio political stuff so um yeah we kind of just like expanded on that uh on this album i mind as well yeah before that actually on the ep uh it was a bunch of weird shit like uh i guess it, would, it was more like surrealism techno surrealism sort of thing going on i mean you'll find a i mean there's a song called civic tv uh it's it's you know civic tv is something from the movie videodrome david cronenberg and yeah, you know, i'm 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 still into like a lot of that stuff but yeah that was back in 2016 so i guess like in miasma we kind of you know switched the lyrical uh, themes a bit. That's when it became a little more sociopolitical and uh, yeah, it's kind of continued on high mind.
3: Okay, now I want Vinay also to chime in on this right? Is yeah. one of the things I've noticed and you guys have been around at least as a band for a while in India you don't have a lot of company, let's be honest. Like The only band that I can think of is Heathen Beast and Heathen Beast are anonymous for a reason, right? Uh why don't you think and why did you guys decide to kind of go out, right? Because it's not, let, let's be honest, A, there's no commercial value to it. But at the same time, you're attracting maybe the wrong kind of uh, attention. So why can of stick out? Why kind of put out music like this?
2: Why is simply because that's our more natural response when we pick up our instruments. And that's what uh, comes out, out of uh, all the input that we, that all the bands that we listen to, and then when we channel out, that's the end product. I agree um, on that, yeah. I mean, there's not too much to be said apart from this. I mean, you can judge the sincerity, but that's honestly what it is. That's like straight up. I can look you guys in the eyes and say, hey, this is fully at any point I pick up the electric guitar and there's like distortion, or I have to work, or I have to get creative with some writing. This is going to be like, uh, like, Base point. This is how like the music will uh, come out. As far as why we don't have company, I mean, I think that also is just inherently the sound itself. It's fairly difficult to get into it. One listen, two listen, three listens. I don't know if those amount of listens are even enough. You definitely need a few listens of any of our any of the stuff we've uh, put up. Not a good or a bad thing. It's a thing that, that that's what happens. Uh, probably another thing, maybe a little more technical thing is there are no repeating parts at all. There's no, there's nothing for you to. There's no hook. There's, there's nothing for if there's some, some nice part happens, whether you're watching us live, or you're listening to it, if some cool part happens, the part that you dig happens, it's happened and it, it's over, Right? So there, there's no, there's no, there's no repeat value. Right? So there's no rep, re, uh, repetition legitimizes thing, not at all. So if that is not there, uh, I think that that's one contributing factor. But inherently the sound itself, I mean, within the metal community, I know this, uh, this kind of music doesn't, uh, uh, I don't know, it doesn't fall into everyone's uh, taste, simply because uh, I think a lot of the, uh, I guess the traditional metal, death metal, whatever, in its most traditional forms, uh, uh, the songs are not structured this way. Uh, I guess the note choices are not these, the rhythms are not these, it's not, it's abrupt, it's changing a lot of the times. Some culmination of all of this has got to be why we don't have a uh, close company, uh, you know, of course there are guys out there who are doing some really cool experimental shit. Uh, but I, uh, this is what I'm suspecting. I can only speculate. I mean, to be very honest. Uh,
1: yeah. And yeah, just to add to what Vinay was saying is definitely challenging. Uh, listen. If if you listen to um, uh, Miasma, the first album or second album, High Mind, uh, it's definitely a challenging slab of music to take. I mean, when you're talking about uh, thirty minutes, it can be like hard on you in terms of. um, Yeah, it's it's difficult to get into it for sure, and yeah, it's not for everybody. I mean, even for the you know, in the larger picture, metal is the same thing, right? It's not for everybody, and and within that, if you're talking about, there is another thing. Which is with, and that little thing is not for everybody in that uh, sort of bigger metal uh, picture, or whatever you might say. Uh, but yeah, it's like a for people within. P, I mean, uh, for a group within a group. But the, but the good thing about it is, you know, you can actually. Uh, it, sometimes you get unexpected uh, people from. Uh, like bands you mean you you'd, you'd expect appreciation from the most unexpected of places sometimes so that's that's also happened yeah.
0: okay cool. I mean, we'd love to
2: have some company by the way hey give
1: us company we, we love it uh, uh yeah yeah uh, so i uh, i would say Ser- serpents of pakangba's earlier stuff um like there is there is some of what we do which which, which serpents i think also does in some parts you know i guess when they were more in their uh Avant-garde sort of uh, avatar. Uh, I think now they now they're mostly evolving a little more into the folk kind of uh, uh, spectrum. Uh, but yeah, like I think their earlier stuff you could could definitely say they they did have some sort of commonality with some st- some stuff uh, that Mani Mani uh, did. All right. Also, so, another little thing I'd like
2: to add is I think listening to our stuff, the, one of the reasons it's like challenging is because it requires a lot of attention, something mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't have nowadays, uh, because of growing social media, fast social media, everything is 30 seconds, 40 seconds. And it has to like, uh, instant, has gratification. To it, yeah, instant gratification has to happen, which is what's going to happen if you listen to that. it's going to be annoying, it's looking for that. so it demands a lot of attention. Uh, I mean, and, and it d- demands it for a prolonged period of time, right? Because stuff is constantly changing. It's abrupt. It's it's taking right and left turns when you don't expect it to. So, just to add, I, to, you
1: know. And I think I I think heavy music is in fact a great uh, sort of genre pool to do that in uh, because there is this culture of like uh, singles and everything in like other uh, other genres, right? Like I think I, I think metalheads are metalheads and punks are, like people who listen to heavy music in general. I guess are uh, I, I see a lot of people listening to full albums rather than just yeah. singles and stuff like that. So I would say it's a great space, uh, you know, to do. Uh, yeah, and, and, and plus, we, we, yeah, I mean, this sort of music it it can't be like a singles uh, thing. Like a person who listens to just singles of like different different popular stuff, may you know, will I don't think will can will like a band like us. I mean, I guess maybe you know people who are about who are ready to listen to a full album or an EP or, you know, who are in that space, you know, they might appreciate it a little more.
0: Already. So we guys, we've spoken for quite some time. So let's start wrapping things up. And, right. okay. um, here's a question then at the moment, what does success mean or look like for you guys? And how do you think you guys are moving towards that? Very open-ended, but... Yeah,
2: I mean I'm thinking in a very small fashion uh, right now because uh, I'm I'm success would probably mean if be like clear out all of our CDs and T-shirts, so mm-hmm. go buy our shit. That would be like great success.
0: Where can people uh, buy your shit?
2: You can buy our shit on Instamojo uh, within the country. Bandcamp uh, international. I'm sure we can like draw uh, links and stuff. Uh, but yeah, on like a bigger thing, uh, <coughs> I don't know. Uh, um, what, what, what is it um, I, I, I guess if uh, the outreach uh, uh, number of listeners outside the country increases I, I, I guess it because it clearly looks like there's a wider audience for this outside than it is here so hoping that uh, uh, the number of listeners abroad whatever uh, yeah. increases so said, within um, as well
1: <laughs> yeah, to, to add to that, we you know we definitely want to do uh, and go out and do more shows. You know we are a band that <clears throat> does not play live too much. You know because mm. um, you know getting on the right lineups <clears throat> on the right the right time, uh, I, I it, it's important and uh, you know and the the few shows that we do play, you know we, we rehearse the shit out of it and you know we try to give a sh- good show. So whatever one of the shows that we do here there. Uh, um yeah man we we give it our all so we 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 are trying working on a few indian shows as well and you know sometime in the future we do have plans to set up a, a small uh tour, tour outside the country you know we, we don't know how soon that might happen but we're but we're definitely thinking about it uh cuz it'll be a great experience for somebody i mean so for a band like us who plays who are in a sort of an alternative space you know uh but yeah it would definitely be interesting to see how 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 is it? How it is probably in Europe or something like that. But uh, yeah, and even in India, you know, we do want to play more more cities. Uh, yeah, but let, let's see, let's see what happens. We are we are working on a few few uh, live shows, and yeah, we will announce them shortly. Fantastic! Yeah, We're
0: success, looking forward to that.
1: Uh, yeah, and also add to the success bit, uh Yeah, I mean, again, man. I mean, I don't think we really think of. Uh, you know, in, in such definite, uh, uh, definite, uh, I don't know, is there, I can't find the word for it. But uh, I, yeah, I don't think we really think about the band like that. I mean, for us, it's more important to, um, you know, write again. I mean, right now we are like, we just released an album, but we are all, all, already thinking about, uh, you know, the next one. Obviously, we're doing things for, you know, like, um. promoting the album right now and you want to uh, you know play shows and like sell our merchandise and all of that uh but yeah for us i think success would be to yeah man like we, we want to put out another album soon uh yeah and we are also like subconsciously working towards that so yeah i mean i think i think these days success is defined by if a band sticks around for a for <laughs> long enough you know for so for us yeah it's, yeah, that, that's what I
3: realized, right? When you said you've been around since two thousand and eleven, I was like, how many bands can kind of say that also, right? That in Indian terms. Right it, oh, yeah.
0: oh, oh. <laughs> India's longest. <laughs> <and> oh <boy. laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever. But but yeah, it's it is what it is. It yeah. is what and, it is. And un, yeah. our Manatee Orchids
1: lineup has remained unchanged uh, till the I mean till Hive Mine
0: at least. Now that is rare. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Alrighty. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming in, so taking some time and chatting with us. This was quite a pleasure. Thanks for having. Yeah. Thank you so fun. much
1: for having us, man. It uh, were really nice talking to you guys. And uh, yeah, thanks for having Managing Orchid over. And yeah, check out our. Uh, I mean, to whoever's listening, uh, please do check out Hive Mind. Uh, we released it on March seventeenth. Uh, again, as Binay mentioned, we can buy our uh, stuff in uh, Bandcamp and Instamojo.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. but, that's yeah, maneatingorchid.pancam.com and we'll have it up in the show notes too so anybody who's listening you guys know what to do and once you've done that why don't you guys come back in and tell us how much you've enjoyed Man-Eating orchid? Um, as yes. always we are available we're all ears at hornsupport.com or on twitter at hornsupport I'm at asmoani on twitter I'm at crusher. and this was Horns Up. Hands up, guys. up.